When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Life is a canvas. Listen as Dr. Allison R. Tendler and her guests paint the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and business leaders on her podcast, The Art of Seeing Clearly. Through insightful questions and thought-provoking conversation, Allison and her guests explore the essence of what it means to truly experience life, business, entrepreneurship, love, success, and even failure through a clearer lens. everyone. I am your host, Dr. Allison R. Tendler, board-certified ophthalmologist, surgeon, and owner and CEO of Art Vision and Artisan Skin and Laser Center. I literally get to work every day to help people try to see clearer 2020 vision on the eye chart. But true clarity in life and business sometimes takes a little bit more than that. And so today, I'm grateful to have our guest and my friend, Melissa Johnson, uh, with us. She's the owner, uh, CEO of Oh My Cupcakes Gourmet Cupcakery here in Sioux Falls. And in addition to spending her days crafting the perfect baked goods, crafting, <laughs> it is a craft and an art, it is, it is. she's also nationally known author, blogger, speaker, extraordinaire. Um, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today um, to discuss your art of seeing clearly. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just honored to be here. And, you know, uh, it's always such a pleasure to chat with you. I know the first time we got together, we chatted for, well, hours. And so, um, yeah, we could, yes. we could just... I, I was actually going to ask you today if it was okay to, like, spend a little bit more time because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember our first introduction to each other. We sat there for hours visiting just yes. so much to share yes. and you have such a wealth of experience and knowledge mm-hmm. and um, that comes with uh, I mean yes that comes with wisdom and and a few you know birthdays as well and I don't mean that in a bad way but we don't birthdays get where we, are great they're, they're great we don't get where we are um, and learn what we get to learn without having those years and that mm-hmm. experience and all of that brings with it and we'll talk a little bit about today um, one of the things I loved is that you're um, you, what was it that you called it? You called it a professional encourager. And you can't be that unless you've had experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something that I, I look forward to, to touching on today. But before we get into that, tell us um, a little bit about um, just kind of how you got started. You call yourself an accidental entrepreneur. How <laughs> did you get started being an accidental entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So I um, actually was on air in broadcast journalism here in Sioux Falls for a lot of years. Um, how many years? 12 years, I believe. Wow. 
So I, um, I mean, little Did you start when you were 12? Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I started on the hard rock station. So if you okay. see me today and I'm, you know, surrounded by pink and sparkles and everything, I started on the hard rock station as Metal Melissa. I was going to ask you what your name was on the air. That was one of my questions for you. I'm like, what was your... Metal Melissa? Metal Melissa, okay. yes. Okay. And then uh, I went to the Light and Easy station, so I kind of went from Metal Melissa to Minivan Melissa, um, <laughs> right? Really, that was your so other call? It was, it was like the, Minivan Melissa? Was your, that wasn't your call no, name, No, it, it wasn't okay. my name. We oh, just please. joke okay. about that okay. because I went to totally the like soccer mom station, okay. right? Okay. And spent a few years there. Um, I was... Still a good station. I oh, know which one it is. It's absolutely, a good station. So. Absolutely. I I enjoyed my time on every station that I was on for all different reasons, right? Okay. They all brought something different to me, um, and uh, and hopefully I brought something different to each of them as well. Uh, I was mornings on a country station and uh, middays on the kind of um, top 40 type station okay. here in Sioux Falls, and just really had loved what I was doing, but had this feeling that there was something else I was supposed to be doing and just some kind of calling that mm -hmm. a restlessness, you might say. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had um, read a story for one thing about cupcake shops and how they were this new thing springing up all across the country. And when was, when about was this? When? It was about 2008. Okay. And so that was intriguing to me and I thought, hmm, maybe that's it. Maybe that's, but, but no, that would be silly, right? To leave your job for, a, to for a cupcake place, that would be silly. Uh, instead, I actually pursued a different career, a different path, um, okay. left radio for a job in women's ministry. And I've always loved working alongside of women who've gone through rough situations and just being that encourager, being that professional encourager right uh, alongside of them. Okay. So I left radio for that um, profession and my job got downsized before I got there. I mean, I know we've discussed this before, but this is so good to remind me just of your journey. And, and so, okay, so yeah. you didn't actually ever get there. No, I, I didn't. I um, did never get to be that professional encourager that I was really hoping to be. And uh, instead, you know, when my job was cut, um, they had me doing kind of some data entry and things like that. And just not really what I felt like I was supposed to be doing with my life. So mm -hmm. I started baking uh, and uh, to relieve stress and was handing things out to friends and family and at some point just was really really intrigued by this cupcake thing and wondered if that could be something I could pursue and so um, you know this was again 2008 uh, we were the first uh, cupcake shop in I South Dakota thought that was not only our area but yes. I think that was for the state too yes. yeah absolutely and so uh, just feel really blessed at where we've been able to you know go in the last 12 years we just celebrated the 12th 12th year in business in August oh, congratulations and now you have um, you have experienced Expanded. You've got a couple locations. Yes, two locations, and uh, also uh, purchased another company in October um, of last year, and renamed it and rebranded as Sweet Cream Candle Company. So we do hand poured soy candles, and everything that we do is really about creating beautiful things that bring people joy. So that's what we do with uh, cupcakes and with candles and with everything that I'm involved in. That's my goal. And what I love, you know, bringing you on our podcast is because even though we've got such different industries that we work in, which I think is the great thing about um, meeting other entrepreneurs in general, but you and I have such different industries, mm -hmm. yet some of the reasons behind we, we do what we do really kind of correlate and... and um, 
some passions and whys. And it's like you do something beyond just this physical good mm-hmm. of a cupcake. Um, tell me more about that and the meaning behind it. It's like, yes, I do this thing, mm-hmm. but tell me more about the, the purpose, the why behind sure, what you do. Sure. Well, our mission statement on the wall in our store is to shine God's love and make people smile with cupcakes. And uh, truly, that's what we want to do every day is bring people joy. Uh, We celebrate special moments. We have an opportunity to be a part of weddings and uh, baby showers, bridal showers, birthday parties, all of these special moments, including even celebrations of life, which we feel is even more of an honor to be invited, so to speak, into that celebration, um, even more than any other, right? Um, That we get to celebrate the end of someone's life with, with them and with their loved ones. And with something that is... It, again, cupcakes do. They make you, they do make you smile. They are works of art. Yes. Um, they are creations from the recipe that gets made to the, the color to the decoration. I mean, everything about even a cupcake is, is definitely a work of a work of art. Work of art, absolutely. Yeah. There's a, a one of the things I love about the, the uh, artistry of things as we talk about creation of art you've got uh, restoration of art sometimes things need to be you know restored and then you've got you want to you know maintain things but we can all be artists in different ways tell me about how you feel your years in radio leading up to things what are some Mm -hmm. things that you might have learned there that you felt were beneficial to you later later on because no I always think you know as I look at my nephews and it's like how can you guide them as they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in life and sometimes I feel like does it really matter as long as you're doing you're learning you're growing you're moving forward because that base somehow is going to set you up later in life and for you how did that base set you up in life, whether it's for cupcakes or whether it's for other things that you do? That is a great question, and it's a question I've never been asked, and so I'm really excited to be able to go down this path path with you. Um, So uh, when I was in radio, one of the things that I really loved to do was I was was a promotions director, and I loved connecting with our clients and really trying to figure out how we could do a promotion on air that would serve our listeners well and ultimately that would serve our client really well. And so um, I think that uh, I really was able to build a lot of client relationships and just kind of some of those nuances of um, serving a client well, I think, uh, did follow me into the foundation of the business itself. Because you're also, you are a service industry. You have to, you know, you're servicing the client, you're creating an experience. Yes. And trying to figure out what that experience, what exactly what you want it to be for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and crafting, crafting that, which they see what they smell what they uh, what they experience and ultimately leave with feeling when they when they exit your facility um yeah as well tell me about the um um creation of kind of the the theme of the you know cup, I mean, from colors i mean from let's go down the marketing road for a moment oh sure like, how did you get there like was that was that all you was that how do you ultimately like here's my brand here's who we're yeah. gonna be yes it starts with your passion yes. and your why. It always has to start there. But then it's like, how did the rest of it come about? You know, it's been a bit of an evolution over the 12 okay. years. When we began, I uh, really had um, I really had a specific color in mind that I always called it like 57 Chevy Blue. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but like those well, old... Well, I know the colors in your store. Big so, yes, yes, cars yes. and all that. And so um, wanted it to be uh, a little more on the vintage side, but more... Um, 
more like June Cleaver with pearls than like a sock hop, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, there's just a bit of a correlation there. More than more that more that side than like a soda fountain, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I wanted it a bit more elegant. Now over time, what we've done is we've uh, we've softened things a little bit. We've okay. brought up the elegance a bit in the experience, uh, taken some of the noise out of it. In the beginning, like I said, it was very like 1950s kind of you know. Okay. Um, and okay. so we've taken some of the noise out and really uh, tried to elevate the experience all the way around. So with that, I say, you know, we're, we're really trying to create an experience now that is very uh, Disney World, where you get lost in the experience, but with a little bit of whimsy, like a little Willy Wonka-ish in there, right? Um, mm -hmm. Something that is elegant, but still a lot of fun and accessible to people. Yes, where they feel comfortable coming in, but special when they come in and yes. get that. It's like you don't want something so it's over the top or too... I don't know, I'm not maybe finding the right word, but you want people to come in and feel at home. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Um, Michelle at our front counter, someone left the other day and or was talking to me the other day, and they said, when I come in, I feel after I've worked with her, like I've just left with a warm hug. Oh. That's how we want people to feel. That is, that's, and that's a, you know, somebody says that about my staff or not, maybe not a warm hug, but they yes. feel like they had such a good experience and like that is just music to my ears. Absolutely. When you have somebody compliment uh, an employee or a staff member, which is like, yes. oh, we're, we're glad that they're here. One thing that you said that um, was interesting, I think important for business owners, whether they're just starting out in the entrepreneurial world, is that things can change. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. you, where you start may not be where you, you know, end up finishing. Any guidance for, you know, upcoming entrepreneurs of how to think of that process? Because we all want to, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I want things to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I like to overthink things and think of all my options and then come. But sometimes when you're starting a business, you don't get that chance. Or sometimes you just have to jump. So tell them about that experience of saying, okay, things can change and it's okay. So yeah. Kind of. What are your thoughts on that? Exactly that. Especially as a new entrepreneur, you have all these ideas of what you think it will be. And uh, exactly, this is the way I want to do things. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. You have all these great plans. Um, I love there's a verse in the Bible that says something similar to like man determines his plans or but the Lord guides his steps or something like that. Like, um, I'm not getting it right. I'm like horribly um, wrong there. But what I'm trying to say is you can do your best to make your plans, but you have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to pivot. And uh, if you're going down a road that you see is either not sustainable because it's too much work, it's not profitable, all those kind of things, or uh, one that um, maybe you didn't see being successful, but all of a sudden it is, and that's what the people want, you have to be willing to pivot. And so um, you can't be too married, so to speak, to your plans. And What's an example you have from your world? You know, um, when we started, when we began, we had this, um, the cupcake bar, and it was uh, something I had patterned after some others I'd seen across the country, and the cupcake bar was like a, tra a traveling cupcake bar, just okay. that. So we would bring everything out to you and um, out to your workplace, out to your wedding reception, any of those kind of, you know, large events, and uh, we'd bring naked cupcakes, fillings, frostings, toppings, and and it's a bit of like an experience okay. in addition to just a great cupcake. Um, and the cupcake bar was good, 
but it wasn't ever great. I didn't ever feel like we were able to make it great. And if you can't do something great, you know, like, yeah. like what's the point of doing it? Right. And so um, <laughs> we weren't able to make it great. And half of that was because we just didn't have the right people in place that were um, uh, excited about really going excited out into about, the community yes. and doing offsite events. And um, so sometimes it's just, it's the people you have and that's not a bad thing. Like they were skilled in other areas and um, just we kind of didn't have the right people there. And we didn't have the right setup and so uh, mm -hmm. gradually I've just sort of tapered off on those things if somebody calls in a very special request you know we might see if we could resurrect it but it's mm -hmm. not something that we focus on anymore mm -hmm. and in the very beginning I really thought this this is going to be the thing mm -hmm. and it just turned out not to be mm -hmm. okay. what's your what's, what's your original background before you got into radio what was like hey this is what I went to school for oh my goodness well um just I, curious where you thought before where you yeah, might end up I actually um I actually did not go to school okay so um and there's times when I'm which like, makes my respect even like higher oh, thank for you. your achievements and who you are like this is amazing like I have to go to school in order to get to this sure. point it's like no there was no option it's like yes. if you want to do this you have to do this right I did not know that yeah. okay tell Tell me more about that. So I um, totaled it up as I was writing my book in 2015, mm -hmm. and I had 27 jobs from the time I first started working until uh, Oh My Cupcakes began. Now, that being said, uh, there were many times when I worked two or three jobs at okay. a time. I've just okay. always been a hard worker, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I did everything. Oh, my goodness. From... Um, uh, I worked in a bank. Um, I worked as a school bus dispatcher. Um, my first job was as a janitor at a um, like a vaccine facility. Um, oh my goodness, I've worked all these different jobs throughout the years and have what I think how I think that served me well is that there's nothing that I'm afraid to do, right? I mean, I started as a janitor. and so when I started oh my cupcakes, I really had that feeling like if this fails, I'll just go get a different job. Like it's fine. There's, you know, I, I didn't see it as like this would be a huge failure. I saw it instead as this would be a learning experience. What an amazing, I mean, history to come up to that. Because again, as I think of entrepreneurship, you have, they always say you have to be willing to fail. And failure is not failure. Failure is just another step forward getting you where you need to go. Right. Um, and I've, you know, having gone through school myself, it was like failure is not an option because if I mm -hmm. fail, I'm not going to get to where I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, but then as we, as I opened my own business, like, okay, what if things fail? What and how fail? do you deal with, you know, it's like, how do you deal with the word failure? But I also, what you just said, you're not a, you're not afraid to do it because you'll just, you have something else. There's mm -hmm. always going to, and I think the more you go on to being a business owner, you realize there's always something else there's always another path there's always another mm -hmm. step forward you just have to open yourself up and mm -hmm. and and try to try to find that I will say, and maybe this resonates with you as well, that the the larger the business has become, and now um, there's a staff of 40 people. That, that I, I saw that, and I'm like, 40, 40 lives, that's, that's awesome. It, it feels mm -hmm. like, um, it, and it's it's wonderful, it's amazing what but God now can we do can't with a cupcake, fail. but now we can't <laughs> fail. Exactly, that pressure has become a lot, um, mm -hmm. a, a lot bigger, right? I has mean, it changed anything for you, um, thinking of that? Has it you know, probably just my my sleep at night sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just, um, I care so deeply for every person on our team mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. the things that keep me awake at night. I'll lay awake and think, oh, 
I was supposed to ask Carrie how her kid's first day of school was. Oh my gosh, I'm, why didn't I even ask her that? Or, um, you know, I wonder how Max like in her new apartment. Like, I will yeah. think of all these things later, and they're the human connections that I will worry that I missed out on because I got too task-focused throughout the day. That's a that's a great lead into one of my uh, other questions I have for you. I have heard you talk about your team before and the longevity of a lot of your team members, which you're talking about, you know, that, that personal connection, that, that, that touch. How have you, you know, created that culture? Um, is it, you know, is there anything that you've done specifically? Has it been certain programs? Has it been, you know, has it been God? Has it been, what has mm-hmm. it been? Like, what has led you to have this, this, this team? What do you yeah. think a little secret sauce that you guys might have is? Yeah. And who do you attract? Sure, sure. You know, uh, I think that we do our very best we can to interview well and to ask questions that um, showcase a little bit about who we are. Like, there's a reason we're asking these questions. Um, One of our questions is, what does the word integrity mean to you? Well, integrity is one of our core values. And so if someone really has no understanding of what integrity even means, then I'll, okay, either I need to explain that or maybe you're not the right fit for our team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we ask some intentional questions up front, but um, I feel like we have just over the years attracted a team that is so committed to serving serving our guests and serving one another and that teamwork that they put in together just leads to a great guest experience um you know so when they don't need to know how to make a cupcake or no. decorate a cupcake those those skills can come those skills can come absolutely mm-hmm. um what i want to know is what's their work ethic like who are mm-hmm. they who are they as a person mm-hmm. um and uh you know can they can they joke and laugh along with our team i mean we start at 3 a.m and so there's loud music at 3 a.m <laughs> and there's a lot of you know jokes and laughter and by about 7 a.m people are saying what's for supper tonight because it feels like it's noon you know um well so yes absolutely because that's what that's already it's a few hours in for sure yeah how many hours is it so um (laughs) we have a really great team of people that um serves each other really well and i feel like everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction and um you know that that's one thing that can really make or break a team is if you have somebody who's not rowing in the same direction or somebody Mm -hmm. who's just a little more negative or a little more Mm -hmm. toxic like that have you had to I mean as any business owner you probably had to deal with that and that's for I think you know the the HR the human resource side of owning a business is probably one of the most difficult and and wanted to be most avoided parts of business you ask a lot of business owners and it's like oh HR 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 how do you, you know, how have you kind of combated that? Or do you have somebody who helps who's really good at that? How have you, because clearly mm-hmm. you can't do it all. Right. Um, you're like the, the, you've got multiple hats that you're wearing yeah. and you can't do it. So how do you, or who, or like, where did you begin that journey with, how do I take care of my employees? How do I make sure that they're getting their needs met? Yeah. But it can't always be me either. Exactly. So um, I think that uh, directly comes from empowering leaders under, um, you know, empowering leaders on the team to grow into their own strength and into their own confidence. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, I, I can't do everything. And I'm, um, you know, as I 
do more speaking and would love to spend more time writing. And you hear I say, would love to spend more time writing. I'm still working on getting there. Um, but There's just, only so much time. And there are, and in different <laughs> ventures. And as the company grows, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I serve on three boards in our community. And I am involved in a lot of community things. And so... I'm not able to physically be in the building and Mm -hmm. uh, lead with my footprints, if that makes sense, um, Mm -hmm. every day. And so it's really important, I think, to empower leaders uh, to grow into their own strengths so that they can share that vision as well. Um, I've said that in business, um, the people, the people are my greatest joy and my biggest heartache. Mm -hmm. That's always the case. I find that um, even more so than, like, you know, in my world, patient care, I mean, patient care is super important. Similar with your clients, how we treat our clients, how their experiences, all those kinds of things. We're doing different industries, but still, you want them to leave with a certain feeling. And that's the whole goal when they've entered, once they've talked with you on the phone, or my team, seen myself or my other team, you you have this feeling you want them to have. Um, But it, so there's, there's patient care, but at the end of the day, it's really about that team and if your own team is not in a good spot that'll permeate everywhere and that Mm -hmm. brings more angst I think than anything Mm -hmm. that I deal with you know on another level an oven goes down for you or a cupcake whatever some event doesn't turn out but and for me patients they're very those bother me as well mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally but things that happen with my team bother even more yes absolutely absolutely yeah um you have I mean speaking of um your speaking career, all these other things you do on boards, um, you do blogging, but you've also written a book. So you mentioned this a little bit earlier. And um, so tell me the name of your book. I've got it written down, but I want to make sure that you, you know, you say it. And it talks, you know, some of the things you talk about um, are taking a leap and starting their own business. So tell me first about the book, Mm -hmm. why you decided to write it, and then I'll ask that follow-up question. Sounds great. So uh, the book is called Fingers in the Frosting, God's Hand on the Creation of Oh My Cupcakes. That's awesome. Because there's just, there's like, I mean, God (laughs) is always in everything we do, right? There's God's fingers in the frosting. Um, And uh, there's so many things that just... So did you think of the, did you write the book first, or did you come up with the title first? Um, I wrote the book first. Yeah, I did not um, did not have a good title for a long time, um, but uh, wrote the book first. In fact, as our first years in business, I just kind of kept a little um, bulleted checklist of all these things that had happened that didn't make sense, like how we were able to make it in business in the very beginning years. Just it doesn't make sense. It can't be anything other than God. And so um, I had kept a little list of all these things that I thought were really important to share with someone and that may help them on their journey. And so wrote the book uh, in 2015. So it's high time to write another one, it, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, here we are years later. It's time to write another one. Get with it, Melissa. I know. Exactly. No, that's what I keep telling myself. That's exactly what I keep telling myself. Um, But I did. I wanted it to be a book that uh, was a a book that would help someone build their dreams. So it reads like a book, but also has some workbook elements in it as well. So there are some challenging questions that um, people can ask themselves even as they're reading through it that um, lay the foundation and that groundwork for starting a business. What are my values? What are the things that are really, really important to me? Um, Mm -hmm. What... uh, what do I think I'm worth? I mean, 
just you have to lay the groundwork and those for are those super things hard first. questions. Yeah, and they're questions that you continue to have to re-answer and reevaluate and look at and make sure. I think one of um, I won't say mistakes because we kind of had to. You know, we were expedited a little bit as far as opening and, and mm-hmm. timelines and that. But one thing that COVID had allowed me to do was to say we don't really have a mission statement and we don't have values. Mm. And so to be able to, to mm-hmm. that's a really important thing. Um, there was a portion of waiting a little bit, which allowed me to kind of figure out what our office was, what our culture, like what are our values? What do they need to be? Mm-hmm. And so there was a portion of not having them right at the beginning that also allowed us to, I feel like, have more clear values right. or mm-hmm. better state them to begin with. But the detriment was also that, you know, as we started, we didn't have them to to guide us. Sure. And so, as you said, yes, that's how we hire. That's how we know that people might not, like, fit the culture. culture. And trying to get the really best match um, employees that you have for who we are and what we need. So I think, I mean, those those things of asking those questions and having a book to to guide would be awesome um, for anybody looking to to start their own business. How do you... um, uh, you know, so my follow-up to that is encouraging someone to take the leap. Mm-hmm. To like, there's still again, there's a fear of failure, but there's just a fear of, you know, sometimes there's just a fear of moving forward or changing from something. But yet, uh, tell me about how you might have, you know, or would have explained that to if I were a new entrepreneur sitting here. Mm-hmm. What would you tell me? Well, I would, uh, first of all, I would say, why do you want to do this? Um, y- you know, I speak with uh, John Gordon, who's a best-selling author, and one of his quotes is, people don't get burned out because they're tired. They get burned out because they forget why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And so you really that's, do need to start with why. Yeah. You really need to start with why, mm-hmm. and um, you know, is this a, is this a product that I'm creating that I think will really help people, or is it a need I see in the market? Is it, you know, ask yourself why do I want to do this to begin with, um, and from there, I would say just do one thing every single day that brings you a little bit closer to your goal of starting. Mm-hmm. When I began, I actually just picked up the phone and reached out to cupcake shops all across the country and said, could I just talk to you a little bit? Like I'm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not competition. I'm, you Mm -hmm. know, far away Mm -hmm. from you. But could I just talk with you a little bit? And actually, one of the greatest um, kind of mentors was one in Omaha, which is Mm -hmm. fairly close comparatively, right? Could be if you decided to expand or or do something like that. Exactly. And so they let me take them out for lunch and just pick their brain. And um, so sometimes it was picking up the phone. Sometimes it was going to Omaha and having lunch. Sometimes it was just um, researching. But do one thing every single day, every day, without fail, that gets you a little bit closer to that. That is fabulous advice. Mm -hmm. And one thing I also take from something that you said, you didn't say it directly, but reaching out and be willing to take that little risk of getting out of your shell and reaching out and trying to find mentors that might be able to help you see your dream Mm -hmm. and have a little more clear vision of where that dream is taking you Mm -hmm. and allowing you to open and have your business you know with who you are, what you want, and taking what you've learned from them, leaving what you don't want, but taking taking those those tidbits and those pearls. Absolutely. And, and now you have them as like friends. Yes. I mean, you have them in 
Yes. If you ever, you know. Exactly, exactly. And um, I, I just live by the belief that people are for me. Um, and until I learn otherwise, you have to believe that people are for you. And so, like you said, pick up the phone. Don't be afraid to reach out. And um, until, until you're proven otherwise, just believe that people are for you and they want the best for you as well. That is, that is very, I think that's very sage and wise, wise advice to help, like, one step at a time, know that people are actually going to be cheering you on. Yes. And if they can add one little thing to your journey to help push you forward, it's mm-hmm. been worth the time and energy to, to get to know them. And who knows where that relationship will go. Absolutely. Just kind of like you and I meeting for lunch one day. Mm-hmm. Yes. What we've talked a lot about your your business and where you've been with your professional life. Um, we've mixed in a little bit of of some personal stuff, but from a personal standpoint, maintaining clarity for yourself mm-hmm. and and you know, kind of that that zone for that Melissa needs. Yeah. Um, what what are some of the things that you do, and what's something that like, hey, this is where I go when I need to really, yeah. Um, find that that peace that clarity Um, yeah well I um, believe it or not I'm an introvert I always say I'm a highly functioning introvert and uh, I definitely I love being with people I do but I need my recharge time and so um, you know so can you believe that you and I are like here today I mean fellow 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 introverts exactly (laughs) exactly Um, you know one thing I do is I set my alarm every morning at 4.55 a.m. I get up at 4.55 and the first thing I do before I look at my phone before I do anything else is just spend some quiet time. Um, I'm usually in my Bible or spending time with God or just, you know, reading a devotional or something, but just spending some quiet time before the house is awake, before anybody needs anything. I take that time. And then also, you know, um, particularly the last few weeks, I'll say um, I've been overscheduled, overbooked, and I'm just over it, right? And uh, what. Thank you for coming on our show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I I wouldn't have missed this. I mean, come on. You're overbooking. I wouldn't have missed this. We're honored to have you here. uh, um, But uh, I was so, so excited when Alex just took care of a few things for me because I just didn't have the bandwidth to answer emails and all that stuff. And so, in any case, I'm really grateful for that that piece of being here today. Um, what I was going to say as well is that um, I'm also one to take some adult timeouts, and um, I know that that is not. I know it's not possible for everyone, but I think you need to find ways that you can steal away. Whether it is um, going out to a, a, a state park by yourself for the day, um, or whether it's you know I've. Um, I've booked a trip to Savannah, Georgia all by myself and I just walked around Savannah, Georgia and I wrote and I reflected and I spent some time by myself. Um, I love to do, there's a retreat center in northern Minnesota. It's not a silent retreat, but it's very quiet. It was built in the 1970s and I'm not sure they've updated a thing since then (laughs) and that's what makes it lovely is there's just no pretense. I don't even bring my makeup with me. Like it's just wonderful and I really need those adult timeouts Mm -hmm. to continue to have that clarity we live in a very noisy world and um, I know you can relate that there are always people clamoring for our 
attention or, you know, like there are so many people needing different things. And I love to be that person. And professionally and personally. Exactly. We're, and I, mm-hmm. I love to be a helper. I love mm-hmm. to be that. But you also need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you can be effective with everyone else. And I think that is um, another you know, wise statement for business owners, um, professionals, that it is, it's not selfish to take that time for yourself. It's actually like, it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't, I always, when people are like, oh, I can't take that time for myself or I shouldn't, it's like, but sometimes you need to. And I think you'll come back as a better person for not just yourself, but for everybody else in your life by having taken that moment. Or maybe it's just the moment in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, that you you took for yourself. Or for somebody, maybe it's like, hey, I, I worked out or I did this, but I did this and that helped clear me a little bit so now I'm better I'm Mm -hmm. better now Mm -hmm. being able to serve others because I was able to do that little thing for myself and serving Mm -hmm. that personal need that that we have speaking of of traveling um what's one of the um wildest places you've ever traveled oh one of the wildest places I've ever traveled funnest most adventurous Mm -hmm. you know um I worked with a um I still do work with a professional development coach and she has a um, her her platform in coaching is to take people, lots of times business owners, but to take people somewhere that's outside of their comfort zone. And so she and I actually were speaking together at the same uh, women's conference in Wyoming. And when I kind of heard her platform and how she takes people on these mountainous adventures, I was like, <laughs> "You told I remember you told me about her." I was like, "Yes, that seems so fun for somebody else, but not for this girl." <laughs> and um, I mean, you see my heels, you see my you like no, 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 no. And then I found myself trying to learn more about the adventures, and I did end up doing an epic adventure with her and the Grand Canyon um, a few years ago. Um, what was really fascinating to me and very profound to me about that trip is I was so worried that I was going to be the oldest one, the slowest one, the last one out of the canyon, all that. And certainly it wasn't a race, right? I mean, everyone was on their own path and their own journey. But I was the first one out of the canyon because I did the work. I did the. I trained ahead of time. I did the work. I put the work in. But I was able to. You prove probably to did myself, what was recommended. Whereas most people are like, yeah. eh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna show up. I'll be fine. Yeah, and I did. I I did the workouts ahead of time, and I was prepared. And um, it was hard, 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 so hard. But I do remember standing at the edge of the canyon when the hike was finished, and looking back down in, and looking at literally looking at how far I'd come. I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it now. And I remember standing there thinking, you are capable of so much more mm. than you give yourself credit for. Amen. And I Amen. think we sell ourselves short so often. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of hustle culture that says you have to hustle all the time. Right, right, right. But you're also capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for. And I think we need to remember that. That is beautiful. Mm, thank if, you. If I could sum up, um, yeah, kind of sum up one of the best things I've I've heard right now. That is that is it. Bring you know mm. you are you are powerful, mm. you are beautiful, and you're worthy. Yes. Um, to be able to tell ourselves that. Yes. And and I think, as you've said, you know, to empower and encourage others, I think helping them try to see that and give them that like that that encouragement that way that. You have these within you, and we believe that you can do this. Yes. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Right. But another important thing you said, there's no... 
you know, a lot of people don't just fall into, you know, good things or don't just like it takes hard work to create luck. That that saying is, is yes. out there. It takes a lot of hard work to create luck. It wasn't luck that got you out there first. It wasn't luck that did that. It was like I worked and it's not luck that's gotten yes, God is always within our, our moments, but none of that happens with it's not luck that hey, you've got a successful business, you've got eighty employees. You've worked very hard. Yes to get there and you put a lot of of your time blood sweat tears and your family Mm -hmm. um in there too Mm -hmm. and you've worked hard to create what looks like luck yes yes and so um i just i'm very i mean just amazed amazed by you Mm -hmm. um what this is kind of a you know kind of getting into the the art of of seeing clearly um and I think we might have touched on this, but if there's anything else that you want to add on your, you know, personal techniques for seeing yourself better and seeing the world better. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we, that has come out of the, the work that I do was not just the technical work, just kind of like in your world, it's, like, it's not just making a cupcake. Mm-hmm. There's there's more more to it. And I've, I've felt that... Um, it allows people to, yes, see the world better and see themselves better with what we're able to physically do. And that's like a, a, an amazing thing. Anything that's brought you like, hey, this is something that I do to help me see the world better, mm-hmm. see myself better. Mm-hmm. In terms of clarity, uh, I think it's really important for us to determine what success looks like to mm. us. Mm-hmm. Not to the world, mm-hmm. not to what anybody else tells you success is supposed to be, but find that clarity within yourself on what your success mm-hmm. looks like. And for me, my success is my family. And uh, if everything else fell away, if everything was taken away tomorrow, if they were proud of me, if my kids were proud of me, I would be successful. I would be really successful. And knowing you, um, mm-hmm. the amount that I do, those are the truest words, um, and that is success. You mm-hmm. do have to write your own success story yes. and say, what is it to me? I don't care that they might be saying this or they might do that. It's like, no, this is how this is who I am, and this is how I want yes. to do this, and this is what at the end of the day um, means means success for me. So... Do you, um, you know, our work is never done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always, do you feel that there's a constant, you know, next thing? It's like, I've got this, like, you don't, you can't just be stagnant, right? right. You've got to right. keep, what's next on your docket? Yeah, well, I mean, if things aren't growing, they're dying. There's yes. no stasis, right? It's <laughs> right, I mean, it's it's one or the other. And so I am always trying to grow forward, but I'm also myself really trying to get to a place where slow growth is okay. Um, Because so many of the things that um, I've been able to surround myself with have been blessed to have grown quickly Mm -hmm. and to grown just exponentially beyond what I could have ever imagined. Um, So right now, we're still growing, but we're putting systems in place. Um, I'm putting systems in place now with the people that I'm surrounding myself with, Um, the, uh, you know, 
training and coaching that we're working with mm-hmm. so that things can continue to grow with or without me there. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what I'm working on right now. Those That's another very wise statement too. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs is how do you put those processes and systems and yes. get the people in place so that it's not always needing your, you know, your sweat, blood, you know, physical presence to create yeah a successful business and to bring that that joy um helping others also be able to lead with that passion and that empowerment that you have um you know we have talked about so much today Mm -hmm. and i i could sit here and talk for a a lot longer yes um i truly could i could sit and visit with you forever so many other questions i'd love to to visit about but i truly thank you for your time your expertise your experience wisdom um for coming on our podcast today um you from the moment i met you Mm -hmm. i knew you were an inspirational spiritual um just beautiful being and you you know have created and are continuing to create your clarity but thank you for bringing um, part of that into my world and for being somebody that i've looked up to as i've begun my you know my own business and my entrepreneurial success and so i appreciate um, everything that you've brought to me and thanks for what you bring for our to our community as well and for helping make people smile thank you it is my honor truly my honor my pleasure and my joy to be here today and maybe someday we can do a part two let's do a part two i would love that let's do a part two i would love that this was great thank you again (laughs) so much you're welcome This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.